Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Sorry. Into another edition of the Sac City Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Vinny Milani, joined as always by your boy, my boy, everybody's boy, and the new reigning, defending, undisputed valedictorian of the world. Yeah. AJ Johnson. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'd like to thank the academy because Will Smith can't thank the academy anymore. I'll do it for him. Uh, he slapped the <laughs> shit out of you. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate Keep the valedictorian name out your mouth. <laughs> What's up, it's a buddy? Good feeling. How you doing? It's a good feeling. I'm good. I'm good. Um, I have to do. I have to shout out. Uh, the salutatorian, my boy Kobe Roberts, was right there. We were both vying for it. Uh, I finished with a 3.94. He finished with a 3.92. Great dude. Awesome at what he does. Can't wait to see his work out in the field. Uh, if you're watching, he might he might be one of our uh, NFL draft videos, so you'll get to see his work. Uh, congrats. Pleasure sharing the stage with you. And uh, But it's me, baby, the real valedictorian. I joined the ranks. And that means you will never be without a valedictorian, Vinny. And I was just happy that I could do that for you. I could do I'm that for happy you. about you'll that. Always I, have I a valedictorian am... on the show. Well, well, Dylan. If I have, if I'm stuck with Dylan, who I just want, I'm going to say this on the show. I'm not. I don't really care how Dylan feels about this. He video chatted us today. And shout out Dylan, man. He's going to go through. He's going through a lot of stuff right now. He just has had his yeah. wisdom teeth pulled out. He got the happy gas Oof. though. He got the happy. Ah, he got the gas. He, hey. he was on the gas. And that's he video chatted us. Yeah, that's what you miss. This dude calls us. Tammy's in the car telling him, turn it off. Stop calling people. <laughs> and, and Aaron and I answered. And this dude has blood dripping from his mouth, pouring out of his mouth like a vampire. <laughs> like it was it was stained on his cheeks at first. And oh then at God. the end, it poured out. Like liquid just poured out, and Aaron and I were just like, "Nope, that's it. We're that's it. That's it." So, shout out Dylan for for the the wisdom teeth pull, and we we, we wish you better, and uh, we can't wait to have you back on the show, buddy. Um, yeah, it was it was something else. Oh, it was man. it was something else. But uh, oh, welcome man. everybody into the Sac City podcast. If you're still listening and did not turn us off after that gruesome. Uh, bloody content right there uh it is a beautiful fun and games friday in the city on this april 22nd on episode 22 it happened it didn't happen on wednesday 21 on the 21st didn't happen but we have 22 on the 22nd uh i'm very happy that it worked out this way uh but we've got a great show ahead of us we are going to be diving into the sleepers and the busts from this year's draft who we think is going to be great and who's going to be a steal and then the not so great and who's going to be, well, a bust, like exactly what we do. But it is Friday, and there's only one way to kick off a Fun and Games Friday show. It is the best thing in sports. And AJ, before I get your answer, I want to know from the chat, everybody watching at home right now, let us know what your favorite part of the week that was in sports. Uh, let us know. Tell us why. All that good stuff. AJ, the floor is yours. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh... I'm hoping that when I talk about this, my wonderful producer will take care of my B-roll and everything as I move forward. Uh, 
Uh, you guys know how I get down. I love the ball of foot. I love the skin of pigs. It is a great sport. It is a great time to share. But my heart does belong on the hardwood. I love me some NBA. And the playoffs have been nothing short of amazing. Spe specifically the Eastern Conference, where we thought Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant were going to come in and show what the Brooklyn Nets were about. And now they are down 0-2 to two to the Boston Celtics. This series has... Look at this play. That is how you win a game. Jason Tatum has his fingerprints all over this series. That was game one. So you had to think coming into game two would be no big deal. They'll get it back together. No, they just found another way to take care of these guys with stifling defense. And they've been doing it without their big man, Robert Williams. Well, guess what? He comes back for game three and will be fully ready for game four. Ben Simmons might come back. Everybody, Ben Simmons might come back for game four. Will it be a little too late? I'm not quite sure. But what I do know is everybody, if you are not watching the NBA playoffs, you are hurting yourself of some of the most spectacular displays of competitiveness we've seen all the way across the board. I haven't seen a match that has not been exciting, suspenseful, and you're on the edge of your seat till the buzzer in most cases. Even the one where the Warriors smashed the Nuggets by like 30, it was so much fun to watch because what the Golden State Warriors are doing right now, mark my words, Special. they will be a problem. They will be a problem. It's a pool party, and Steph and Clay and Dre are just attending right now. Watch the NBA is, playoffs. You will enjoy it. Which is wild to, to say that those guys are just taking a back seat right there. That's, that's, that's dangerous. Steph's coming that's off dangerous. the bench. That's dangerous. That's dangerous, man. That's dangerous. That's one of best the best players man in NBA history. That's that's unreal. Uh, that is unreal. Also, who uh who who unplugged KD's controller uh on that last play? By the way, who unplugged his controller oh, on the man. defense? I don't know what he's supposed Harden. to. I'm not. I'm not a basketball guy, but I just know that watching that, it seemed a little sus that. KD just stopped playing and did not play defense on that play. I don't know if he's supposed to play defense on that play or what's supposed to happen, but it looked very, it, it looked not okay. He might be frustrated because they playing bad, really bad defense on him. And I mean, bad, like good. They got this man, Kevin Durant, top two players in the NBA world, shooting 23.5% from the field in the first two games. We were talking about a career 45 plus shooter. 23%, 10 for 31 over two games. That is not a Kevin Durant that I've ever seen in my life. The Boston Celtics, at one point in this, se in this season, were probably out for the count. Didn't know how they were going to do. They worked their way back 20 31 and 10 on the last 42 games and yep. are the second seed in the East and are making light work of the Brooklyn Nets. The Eastern Conference is fun to, is fun to watch in the playoffs right now. Hey, there you go. Yes. There you go. I gotta yes, Bailey. Yeah. Yes, he is. Calm yourself down. Yeah. Today, yes. In three or four years, it. no. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, my best thing in sports, uh, similar to what AJ just brought up, the fact that his heart truly belongs on the court, my heart truly belongs on the ice, and my best thing Oof. in sports this week is Mr. Alexander Ovechkin hitting 50 goals for the ninth time in his career. This man, and I'm going to say some maybe controversial words, maybe not some controversial words at the end of this, but Alexander Ovechkin scores 50 goals for the ninth time in his career, tying Wayne Gretzky and the recently passed Mike Bossy for the most 50-point goal seasons in a career. He's probably going to play next year, so that could end up happening and being broken next year. But I'm going to say this. I'm going to let this play out. I'm going to come on screen. I'm going to say something that old-school hockey fans might not, might not like. New school hockey fans might not like. I don't really care if I'm upsetting anybody. Alexander Ovechkin is the greatest pure goal scorer of all time. Better than Gretzky, better than Lemieux, better than Bossy, better than anybody else. Alexander Ovechkin is the greatest goal scorer that the NHL has ever seen. And it's not close. That's all I got to say. Maybe I shouldn't say it's not nope. close. That's disrespectful. That's disrespectful, but... It's it's no it's lies OV detected. At, at number one. Yeah, no lies detected. And honestly, like the first time you watch an Alexander Ovechkin, you don't even have to know hockey to know that that guy is special. He scores with ease, man. The game just comes to him so well. He's one with the game of hockey. And uh, man, he he's one of those guys. He he's like the LeBron. He's like the LeBron of the NHL. 
Like after Gretzky, a.k.a. Jordan went down, you were able to get Ovechkin come in and do the wonderful things he did. Obviously, it took a little longer for him to get his first Stanley Cup, but it was no denying that he was one of the best people to ever put on some skates, to ever pick up a stick, to ever glide the ice. So there's no no debate. And this isn't the first time you've given a spicy uh, greatest player conversation. I still to this day remember how you felt about Connor McDavid last season when you uh, went off on that wonderful tangent. So uh, yeah. shout out, Ovi. He deserves it. Uh, I hope I hope he comes back and does another year and just starts breaking he's down got, all these records. I saw I saw the breakdown. He's all, he's like on pace to be on pace to break Gretzky's uh, goal record, which obviously Gretzky does hold the all time uh, score. Like has the has the most goals in NHL history. Ovi is on pace to do it if he plays at least like three more three more seasons, oh. averaging twenty nine goals a season which is definitely oh. possible for Ovechkin uh, and then 30 if he comes back and only plays two. It's a long story, but Ovechkin is the <laughs> greatest pure goal scorer of all time. I don't care if he breaks the record or not. Scoring in the NHL is much harder than it was in the 90s. I know the game was tougher and more physical, but goaltenders are better than they were now or than they are now than they were back then. I digress. Let's move on now to some football talk. Welcoming yep. into the city here. We're going to dive into our top stories and our headlines from today and i teased it we talked about it a little bit on friday on wednesday show if you missed it please do check it out on our youtube page but debo samuel uh is being reported wanting a trade out of san francisco and uh we discussed it a little bit what it means for the san francisco 49ers and like what they could possibly get we're going to be playing a little deal or no deal on debo in just a few moments but aj i want to know where the San Francisco 49ers go from here with the, with Debo or without Debo, what is their, what's their next move? And maybe what does, I'm, I'm, I'm two, I'm two questions. Quote two questioning you. I'm double barreling it up. Sorry, Mike Tuck, but I'm double barreling it up to you. Uh, San Francisco 49ers. Where do they go from here? And without Debo, what does this team look like? All right. Well, uh, I'm actually going to answer your first question, your second question first. Um, without Debo, this team has some holes, but as he saw, they had a lot of pieces they liked. The reason that Debo became what he was last season, they had a lot of injuries and a lot of issues in that backfield. We know what they wanted to do with the Raheem most hurt, uh, but without him being there, they just need a little bit more dy dynamic talent as a running back. Trey Sermon hasn't lived up to what they thought he'd be at this point in time. Debo Samuel is electric. He's versatile, so they use him in the running game. Uh, Debo Samuel wants to be a receiver. Now, they've got some guys they like. We, we know Brandon Ayuk is going to come on, and he's going to continue to get better. Uh, that guy, Trent Sheffield, had a lot, a lot to say last season about where he stood. At some points in time, he was in over Brandon Ayuk because Ayuk couldn't get it together. Um, Jawan Jennings last year, he was okay. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're happy because they have a Jawan Jennings, but he was finding himself in the end zone time and time again. So they have receiving options. Now, to answer your first question, where they go from here, I honestly believe that this isn't over. I think this is a message. I think Debo Samuel said, hey, one, I want to be paid, and two, I want to be used differently. Shout out to Aaron, because I think he was spot on, and the reports came out showing that he really was. The longevity of a guy like Debo Samuel is in serious, serious trouble if he keeps having to play wide receiver and running back. Look at a guy like Percy Harvin one of the most electric, versatile players we had in the NFL for a while from Minnesota and Seattle. And next thing you know, he had big injuries, couldn't make his way back to the NFL. That could be Debo Samuel in the short amount of time, in like two years. We talked about him being injured in college. We talked about him being injured the first two seasons. He just, just escaped a bunch of injuries this season. And if he keeps playing running back and receiver, that's going to happen. I think he is also trying to get this money. But I also think that he is going to be talking to the San Francisco 49ers to figure out this is something they can make work because I believe the 49ers want to. I was watching Pat McAfee. This is how I'll end. You can even come back on screen if you like. I was watching Pat McAfee today, and they had exclusive video footage of uh, Devo Samuel's family talking to him on the phone live on a tickety talk, and uh, he was on the phone with A.J. Brown. And there's something about the $20 million market that A.J. Brown and Debo Samuel, both uh, both respondents or clients of Tory Dandy, uh, are looking to find. And right now I'm hearing Tennessee doesn't want to do that for A.J. Brown. And if Tennessee can't do that for A.J. Brown, the 49ers are going to find it really hard to do it for Debo Samuel. So I think this spices up in the next couple of weeks. 
it's going to have to be a haul if someone is truly going to trade for Debo Samuel after his best season, still on a rookie deal, and what the trajectory of a talent like Debo Samuel looks like. I, the, with the AJ Brown thing, I like. It, it, I can see if we're talking about like likelihood of things of happening. I think AJ Brown gets that deal, and Debo doesn't get that deal. Uh, but I find it interesting. I mean, with a, with a draft class where Aaron went on the show before the kind of draft process started kind of shaping out, and he said after the first five wide receiver, after the like the top five wide receivers, there's a drop off. And then we really did our research and started looking into it, and it's like maybe there isn't that deep of a drop off when you look at outside the top five. So with the San Francisco 49ers, they don't have a first round pick. Their first pick comes at the back end of the second round. But who's to say that they don't draft a John Mechie and or or uh, or uh, what's the kid out of South Alabama that I love a lot? I can't remember his Jaylen name. Tolbert. Jalen Tolbert. Tolbert. Some, someone like that in the second round. And obviously those guys aren't going to come in and be Debo Samuel or they might be. But it this draft is perfect enough for them to be able to go out and possibly take their shot on finding a replacement for Debo. I'm not saying that's what they're going to do. I would, I don't know. I don't think I would pay Debo. I don't think I would pay Debo. And we're going to have to talk about uh, the trade, what a trade looks like for Debo Samuel in just a few moments. But I want to just touch on this story that broke just before our show went live. Breaking news out of uh, the New York giants. Canarius Tony is actually on the block for the Giants, according to Pat Leonard, uh, who is a, a beat writer for the New York Giants. They're making calls. They're making calls on the former 2021 first-round pick. AJ, is this a smart move for the New York Giants? I don't think... I don't like it because I like the player, Kadarius Tony. but when I sit back, and as you saw, I was going to have a very reactionary answer, but when you think about it, it makes sense for the organization. Kadarius Tony, I mean, they got with the 20th pick, it's a guy that has talent. We've seen what he can do after the catch. He was a lot. He was injured a lot last season. They can get some extra draft capital from this, and Kadarius Tony is a player that can help a lot of teams right off rip. So this is the type of thing, you know, where either both teams you can look at it, they both win or they both lose. So like the Giants may be losing a good player, but the other team's losing picks more than likely, or one team is gaining picks and the Giants and the other team is gaining a good receiver. So for the organization, I think it's an okay move. Uh, it also must mean they have some faith in what Kenny Galladay will be able to do this upcoming season. Maybe, maybe this is, Ooh, Ooh. I wonder how this news shakes up. Maybe some mock drafts. Maybe the giants go wide receiver with one of their two first round picks. Ooh, no, nah, probably not. Nah, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Probably de- definitely would be a bad idea. <laughs> it would be, right? a ba- although, come on. Although, yeah. Oof. Oof, oof, oof. All right, that does it for our top stories from this evening. We're about to get into one of our favorite games to do in our show's history of Deal or No Deal. But first, AJ, load up those valedictorian pipes, feed the ducks, and tell the people where they can follow us at. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is your valedictorian speaking. <laughs> One-fourth of the mighty Sex City Pod, and we want you to go find Sex City Pod on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube, and of course on TikTok, where we are blowing up. Go ahead, hit Sac City Pod, hit those likes, hit those shares, tell everybody all about us, and tell them that they want to watch the Sac City Pod on draft night, and that they want to be a part of the Sac City Pod's draft night. And guess what? It is so, so simple to do and be a part of the Sac City Draft Special. All you have to do, ladies and gentlemen, is send a video to SacCityPod at Gmail or just tag us in your socials and give us a 30 second to one minute video telling us about your team, your pick, and why. Who should they draft? How will they help them? Should they trade it? It doesn't even matter. Round one, round two, round seven, we don't care. We just want you to be a part of the Sac City family. Come join the area code, be a part of the city. Yes, sir, Sac City Pod here to be a part of the NFL draft. I was going to, you know, I was going to, you know, that's back in the day. I ain't trying to, you know, I'm not trying to infringe on anything anyone else has done before. So, yeah. Hey, hey, but back in the day, if anyone has followed us since our beginning, back in the day, we did a deal or no deal show right around this time. I believe it was back in like the February of last year, we did the deal or no deal show and it was the debut of Jerry Jones on this Oof. show. Good memories, good times. We're here to recreate mm. those memories mm. with this year's deal or no deal. We are going to be AJ is the GMs here. AJ will be the basically the I, AJ is the uh, the bald guy. What's his name? 
on uh on Deal or No Deal. What's his name? I don't remember his name. Oh uh, man, but Howie, Howie, Man- Howie, Howie Mandel? Mandel. Howie Mandel. Howie hey. Mandel. Yeah, that's it. Good, good, good call. Good call. You are the Howie Mandel right now, and I am the banker. You are going to submit deals to me, and I'm gonna. Ba- I'm I, actually I'm the contestant. Deal or No Deal. You're submitting the deals to me, and I am smashing the button. Whether it's Deal or No Deal, you are going to be put in three situations. Three situations where you are going to have to come up with a trade package. And I'm going to either say deal or no deal. Let's start it off with Mr. Debo Samuel. What is your trade package looking like for one Debo Samuel? Hello. Hello? Hey, San Fran. How you doing? Listen here. I got something for you. I hear Debo's unhappy. And I know it's early. I know, I know you've already said you're not trading him. You'll figure it out. I get it. However, I have something you'd like. Why don't you send him over here to the Kansas City Chiefs, where he'd be very, very happy to play with one Patrick Mahomes. And he'll be outside of your conference. You don't even have to worry about him until we see each other again in the Super Bowl, because I know a rematch is on the way. So here's what I'm going to do for you. You give me Debo. I will give you this year's first round number 30 overall pick. I will give you this year's third round number 94 overall pick. And, uh, you know, we go back a while. So I'll throw in next year's 2023 second round pick. What do you say? Send Debo my way? Oh, I th- mm. I got to break care. I got to break character here real quick. That was amazing. This is why I love this segment because hearing <laughs> you get into the cuz you got the acting chops. You got the acting chops. You're a former theater guy. You know you this is your this is your element here. So I love this. I love this. Uh okay. All right. If I am the if I'm the client, I'm looking over this deal here. You're sending pick 30, pick 94 and a next year's second for Debo Samuel. I like this deal if I'm San Francisco. I like this deal. Uh, to be honest, I like this deal for both teams. I'm dealing this. This is a this is a good deal on both teams' Let's accounts go. here because if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, this is perfect. Because if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, you don't necessarily need those draft picks. We've talked about it all the time. We talk about it with the Rams. F those draft picks. If you're the Kansas City Chiefs, the the question is if you're going to be able to afford Debo Samuel. But if you can make that money work. This is a slam dunk for both teams because if you're the San Francisco 49ers, you could still get your Debo replacement. If if Debo doesn't want to be there, if Debo does not want to partake in what the San Francisco 49ers want to do with him, get rid of get move on and try and find his replacement. And the thing is, we talk about it with I've said it multiple times, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and why they are so, so successful is everyone's buying into the system that Bruce Arians had in place. Whatever role it was, even bringing in playoff Lenny splitting carries with Rojo. That's a guy who bought in and ended up thriving because of it. If Debo doesn't want to be there, you're going to have problems and you don't want problems, especially with a rookie core, a, a rookie quarterback, second year quarterback, mm. whatever you want to clarify, classify Trey Lance as. So this is a slam dunk deal. I am just smashing this smash, 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 smash for Kansas city and San Francisco. Well done. This is a good thing, too, and I'll be quick. I know we, you know, we're going to do this. Uh, Kansas City has 12 picks in the strap. They don't need them all. We flirted with the idea of them getting a receiver in the first round. Uh, having those two picks back-to-back, notice they keep their first overall pick in the uh, with pick 29, so they can go ahead and get that defensive player that we think is more important. Uh, and then they trade that second, that third pick. They keep both their second round picks in this. And that's very important because it's been said that they want these second round picks. There's some gems in that second uh, second round that they can go after. Um, and getting rid of one third round pick, you still have so much you can do with the rest of the draft. Uh, you can move around a lot. This is a team that is ready to win every single season. After losing Tyreek Hill, getting Debo Samuel, you feel like you didn't really lose, lose a step at all. So uh I I really I, I, I flirted with so many teams on this. I was like, why would I? The Chiefs are kind of perfect in this play. So slam dunk. Uh, if you're if you're Kansas you City, it. if you're Kansas City and the GM for what's it, John Lynch? John Lynch, the GM for the Niners. Sam if he State, says, yeah. if he says, hey, I want one of your second round picks from this year instead of uh, next year, make that second rounder this year. You do you still doing that deal? He probably will, but you try to you try to change that third round into a fourth rounder. 
Because if you're going to be that in on Debo, you obviously you offer a little less than you're willing to give. And if you have to part with one of those picks, you just have to make sure you're also making slam dunks where you're drafting with those other ones. You can't have yeah. both of them. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, let's move on. Let's see. Let's keep it draft. Uh, let's keep it draft centric here. And uh, there's lots of chatter going on around the league about what certain teams are going to do in the top 10 and whether they're going to trade back, trade up or whatever, or how it's going to work out. So AJ, I want you to step in the GM chairs and determine two teams that could make a deal for a top 10 draft trade. Hello, Hello. Mr. Douglas, Mr. Douglas over there, the New York Jets. What's good? It's Kevin Colbert. Some people call me Colbert. It's up to you. That's not what's important. Listen, the draft is getting really close. And we both have a lot of stock in this. We both need a lot of work on our teams here coming up. Lost some big pieces. You're in the middle of a rebuild. I have something I think can help you. I need to move into that top 10 spot. Now, listen, I'm not, I'm not coming after your pick four. I know that's a very coveted pick. So why don't you go ahead and let me get, let me go ahead and let me switch. My hands are getting tired. Let me go ahead and switch here. Why don't you go ahead and let me get that 10th overall pick. And here's what I'm willing to do for you. I'm going to give you the number 20 overall pick. I'm going to give you the number 138 overall pick. And then I'm going to give you a 2023 second round pick for your number 10 overall. This will allow you to get some extra draft capital. And there's tons of players that I know you will like in that 20 area. So uh, what do you say, Mr. Douglas? Mm, I don't like that one. I don't think I like it. I, I don't I, I know. So, so what's wrong with you? So let's 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 dive into it. Let's dive into it here. So you're you're the Pittsburgh Steelers trying to trade me 20, 138, and next year's second for pick 10. Now I don't I, I like the deal. It, it makes sense. Like the 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 assets make sense. But I don't know if let, let me ask you, let me let, let's let, let me let me be Mr. Joe Douglas here. I'll shave my head real quick. Bald. I'm just bald here. Let's just go with this here. I'm Joe Douglas, and I'm asking Mr. Colbert, <laughs> the Colbert report here. What you going to do with that 10th pick? What you going to do with that 10th pick? Why are you trading up to 10? Well, listen, I can be honest with you because I know you don't need what I need. You're very happy with who you've got back there at that signal caller position. And listen, I have I have it on pretty good authority that the Carolina Panthers are going somewhere different and looking at getting the linemen. And I know you're looking at probably adding a receiver. Zach Wilson needs some weapons. So in this 20 spot, you can look at guys like Olave. You can look at guys like Traylon Burks. You can look at guys like Christian Watson. There's a bevy of receivers hey, don't still going to be don't on give, the board here. Don't, don't, don't give me the runaround, Colby. Don't give me the runaround. I want to know who listen, you. Listen, there's, there's, there's this guy by the name of Malik Willis, and I think he's got all the requisite tools to be the next quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And if I wait around too long, I might miss out on him, and there's going to be some stuff we have to handle. So. Look, listen, I'm not going to say I owe you one, but let's just say I'll always be willing to pick up the phone call if uh, you need something in the future. So let's go ahead and get this done. I'll send the paperwork over right now. You just got to sign that Mr. Douglas beautiful Hancock on there. We're good to go. I'm going to no deal this on all accounts. No deal Ooh, slamming yeah. it down. No deal on all Ooh, accounts. Yeah. If you're the Jets, if you're the Jets, you need this pick. You need this top 10 pick because it could give you now, I guess, depending on how the draft shakes up, maybe your wide receiver that you don't that you want isn't there. Maybe Garrett Wilson goes to Atlanta like our mocks have had. Maybe he don't it doesn't slide to 10 and you don't see that big of a difference between Drake London, Jamison Williams and Chris Olave or maybe Christian Watson, whichever one you prefer. Maybe maybe trade down for that. I guess where my no lies on heavily is. Pittsburgh trading up for Malik Willis. I don't know if I don't know if any quarterback in this draft is worth trading up for. That's so here's where I'm the deal, at with and, this. I, and I understand that. I get that, right? So I'm hearing more and more that Pittsburgh really likes Malik Willis. Okay, they would love to sit back and see it happen. But here's the thing. So let's say let's say Carolina gets Charles Cross. Let's say Carolina goes Kenny Pickett. Let's say Malik Willis does not go in the top ten. Are, are the Pittsburgh Steelers now willing to wait 10 more spots and hope he falls? Or is there a team that may try to trade back up and get ahead of them in the Malik Willis train? Like, that that's where it comes. So maybe they would wait. Maybe they wait. But, you know, we're looking to get in the top 10. And if you can secure the 10th spot, that second pick that the Jets get, now they have two second-round picks and a number 20 overall pick. I think that's something that they'd look into doing. 
it's funny because I, I I do believe if I if I, my memory serves me correctly, and I'm sure Bailey will go out and check this one here. Uh, the Steelers traded into the, to the tenth overall pick three years ago in 2019, I believe. Uh, and I, I can't remember who they selected, but I do remember a Steelers trading from like pick 20 to pick 10 uh, in, in, in the 20, I believe it was the 2019 Ooh. draft that, that exact spot. So that it's, it's funny that it's that same situation, but <laughs> I'm going to no deal this one. And we're going to move on to our last, uh, our last. And, and, and if for Steelers fans watching this or Jets fans watching this on our YouTube let us know in the comments. Do you think, do, would you do that deal if you're a Jets fan? Hey, would you do that deal if you're a Steelers fan? What are you doing? Okay. Comment, let us know and make sure you subscribe. Moving on to our last trade scenario. This one is just a shits and giggies one here, buddy. This one is just a shits and giggies. There's the giggy already. His name is everywhere and still somehow continues to get talked about every day. Yeah. I don't think I can go without a report or a talk about Baker Mayfield. So let's end this right here. What is the trade for Baker Mayfield? Dave. <laughs> My man, Gettleman. What's up? What's up? It's Andrew Barry from Cleveland. All right. Now, I know this is unorthodox. I know normally you're supposed to call me and see, uh, you know, if there's anything I'm willing to give. But I thought I'd call you and give you the opportunity of a lifetime. So you remember a couple years back when those guys that you had nothing to do with, they drafted that guy, uh, Daniel Jones, at six overall. Look, he's been okay. He's been great. He's been all right. I'm going to give you a proven starter, former number one overall pick, and only $19 million on the books. <laughs> um, I want to give you Baker Mayfield. I want to give you Baker Mayfield uh, to get yourself a veteran QB, to get these guys really going and get yourself headed in the right direction. Uh, and for that, you know, why don't you just give me the 36 overall pick? I need to get back in the second round and help my guys out here. And uh, what about your 2023 second round pick? Come on, Dave. We, we go back. We, we have a good time. Let's have one more good time, Dave. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. You are on mute. Sir. I was on mute. I do have some bad news, though, for you, buddy. You've called the wrong number. Dave Gettleman is not the GM for the New York Giants. <laughs> he is no I'm longer so the GM back. for the New York Jets. Uh, well, <laughs> their new GM, <laughs> their new GM, I believe it's Joe Schoen. I think I shown. I don't know. I'm not 100 yeah. sure how to pronounce his last name, but it's hilarious. It's it's hilarious. He called the wrong number, and really, this one you started off really strong. You started off very strong with Debo. Like I was, I was all in on this Debo deal and not all in on the Jets Steelers deal. And I'm not all in on this one. And I, I read this in the doc that this was going to be your, uh, your, your, your pick here. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. I don't take this one. If, if I'm Cleveland, I do. If I'm yeah. Cleveland, I'm, yeah. this is a steal. But if I'm the New York giants, I don't do this because I don't see the needle being moved from Baker to Danny dimes because they're both, there they have Danny Dimes on one more year after this or two. Uh, he has another year uh, after this though, right? He's got more, this yeah, year and more. next year, whereas Baker just has this year. Yeah, that's that's how I see. So basically, the way I see it is, I guess if you're the Giants and you're like, okay, Danny Dimes ain't it, Baker ain't it, so let me just take the guy who's the. But then they're stuck with Danny Dimes, so it's you're you're stuck paying two former first round picks. Yeah, but I mean, you're just, paying Daniel Dimes at a, on a small rookie contract with no money, and you can get him gone before the start of next season. You know is what? It he's small, gonna be over, he's gonna be over like five point two million dollars or something crazy like that. Like he's, he's first round quarterback. Yeah, it's six overall, but like I mean, Kyler Murray is is owed five point five right now. He was a number one overall pick. Like what's, Baker's what's Baker deal is done differently. Nineteen. Oh, okay. Nineteen million. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the so money. That's, that's the. I get that. Um, I, if I'm so, the Giants, though, I'm not giving a, a, a. If I'm the Giants, I don't want Baker Mayfield, and B. If if I'm the Giants, really, if I'm any team, I don't want Baker Mayfield. But that's a different point. Uh, if I'm the Giants, I don't want Baker Mayfield at all because you're just bringing in your. The, how much is that needle moving? How, how much is the needle moving from Danny Dimes to Baker Mayfield? It's not moving. It's moving. 
Baker Mayfield is not going to turn the ball over the way that Daniel Jones did. And granted, he did better of it last season. Now Baker Mayfield ain't going to be running like Daniel Jones was. And I'm not saying he's not mobile, but they do different things. And Baker, I think, I think Baker has the mentality needed. I mean, like, look at what he did last year. We could say what we have about Baker. He was not good last year, but he ain't giving up ever. He ain't looking the other way ever. He'll fight till the, till the damn end of that entire season. And I, th- I think he, I think you get some better production out of Baker Mayfield than Daniel Jones. But let me ask you this. Where would you have tried to trade Baker Mayfield? Because that was my biggest issue. Like, we could talk there's about only, Seattle. There's only one spot to me, honestly. That's, I mean, it's, it's the easy, it's the layup spot. It's Carolina. Yeah. It's Carolina so, is the easiest spot. Right. But, but are you trading your sixth overall pick for Baker Mayfield? No, 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 no. If I'm, if I'm, if I am, if I'm, uh, Carolina, I'm, but you didn't trade your, you, for the Giants, you did not ask no. for, no, offer. but to me, to me, it's, 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 I'm giving, I'm only Baker Mayfield to me is only worth a second at most one second round pick at most. But aside from the way I think Baker Mayfield is as a player for the giants. And you actually sold me even more on why I wouldn't because you said the word fit and Baker Mayfield may be good in assist in the giant system. I don't know well, that that is remains to be seen, but where Baker Mayfield will not fit is in that New York media. I think there would be even more headaches. I think there would be more headaches with Baker Mayfield in that New York media than we saw in Cleveland, right. which would make more distractions for a Giants team who is trying to rebuild. So I'm shutting it down. No deal. You're one for three here. But that, that Debo one was great. Debo I'm one just was saying, great. though, Carolina don't got nothing to offer for him. That was that's the true. only it's, reason that's, I didn't send it. Would like, you, if you're, if you're Cleveland, do you accept next year's second and this year's, what do they have? The one Oh, they're, they're like the one hundred. The third. If you go one, <laughs> if you go next year's second and this year's one thirty-seven, would you do that if you're Cleveland? No, no, because, because they just gave up too much to get Deshaun Watson. So their only move is to want to get something to help them this year. Like, yeah. sure, you can think about the future and everything, but here's my other thought. You still don't know what will happen with Deshaun Watson. It's unlikely he gets suspended this year from the reports. Still remains yeah. to be seen, which means kind of like in the Brady era, he will probably get suspended next year. So if you hold off to next season, now you're looking at fixing issues that came from before you got Deshaun. So that was my yeah. biggest issue because Carolina obviously was where I wanted to go. I just didn't think they had anything to offer that Cleveland would even want to do because they're looking for help now. I, yeah. I, I thought the trade was gross myself. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those things you're typing in there. It's like, uh, it's like, oh, what the hell? Right. I doing? You need one, uh, so I'm gonna put it in. <laughs> which is funny because what we're gonna talk about in just a few moments is our sleepers and our bust, and my bust goes down that same uh, that same route. Uh, but that does it though for our deal or no deal segment. AJ Bravo, by the way, Bravo, you are just Sometimes. you are a pure thespian. Hurry into Mattress Firm. For a limited time, save up to $500 when you get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a $4.99 value. Or get up to 60% off America's top-rated brands like Sealy Queen mattresses starting at $279.99 or Sleepies at $169.99. In stock for fast delivery, only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. Can't believe I called Gettleman. <laughs> you, yeah, you. It was the wrong number. Gettleman's there for the conversation, though. Gettleman's a little loopy, so I mean, he he probably three wayed Ben McAdoo in there and was like, "Hey, <laughs> hey, Mac Daddy, can you want to do this deal, Mac Daddy?" And then he's probably like, "Oh shit, yeah, I'm the Carolina Panthers. I want to do this deal. Why are you calling the Giants?" So yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you Geno Smith. Oh, I don't have him <laughs> oh, anymore. No, wait, wait, what? I don't have him. All right, Everything Christian McCaffrey, you're gone. Christian McCaffrey, you're gone. Imagine CMC, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. I digress. We're going off the rails here. Sean Watson. Oh my God. <laughs> gross. Gross. There's a lot. There's a lot happening. All right. Let's get into our sleepers and our bust. And we're actually going to start with the bust here because it kind of ties Ooh. well into what we just talked about. Uh, you you had mentioned with the New York Giants and your trade that you had with the with the Browns and all that stuff. You wrote it down. And you're like, I don't even like this. This is gross. We did a show last week or this week. It was Wednesday's show, I think it was. We did the NFC South, and I will. I said I wanted to give 
the New Orleans Saints a tackle. And the way we're doing this here on the show is we're not trying to repeat guys that we've already said. We want to give more depth picks and things like that. So I said, okay, let me force my way into picking Bernard Raymond, the offensive tackle out of Central Michigan. And then I'm scouting him, and I'm like, man, I really don't like this pick. I would be telling people lies if I endorsed that the New Orleans Saints need to go after Bernard Raymond as their tackle with pick 16 or 19, whichever pick they had, go after him. I think he is going to be the bust of the first round. Now, when you look at Bernard Raymond's tape, you see the size. He's 6'7". He's massive. He's massive. And he and he's skyrocketing up draft boards after the, the post uh, during the, this draft process. But to me, you look at this guy. He is extremely raw for a first round pick. He's not a spring chicken either. He's turning 25 this year, and he's only got two years of experience playing the tackle position. He came to Central Michigan as a tight end. To me, he's a project left tackle. I'm not saying he can't be good, but I'm saying he can't be good. He's going to be a bust. You go from Austria to the MAC conference to the NFL that doesn't really seem like a good equation to me. And now people will be like, oh, you can't judge him because of the competition he played. But last year, they played Missouri to start the season. And I watched that tape. I watched him struggle against the speed and power of the SEC guys. Then they played LSU. He allowed one of his sacks. Everyone will say, oh, he only allowed one. He only allowed one sack last year. Well, that sack came against LSU because he was outmatched against bigger competition faster composition he has a tendency to get pushed back i'm not a big bernard raymond fan i love him as a person i watched a lot of interviews about him i was like oh this guy seems like a great dude you know he's just he's from austria a great character guy but i do not see his skills translating well to be one of the most important positions in the nfl in your starting left tackle bernard raymond's a, a bust to me yeah um honestly i believe his uh, counterpart on the right side uh, I, I talked about him a few weeks ago, Luke Kodecki. I think he's a much better tackle, and I had stuff to say about him that he needs to polish up. You know, between the two, these guys made a pretty good tackle duo. But, you know, Bernard Raymond, I, there's some things that people do like about him. I mean, he's, 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 a, he's a nice athlete. You know, overseas, they play, like, real, real, real football. I'm, like, I'm talking like they put the knees in the back. They don't do all that flag and pass interference. They hit over there, and they're fast and they're quick, and he brought that here. So, but that also goes against him because the reason he's so quick, he's so fast, is his size. And in the NFL, to be a tackle, to to protect anyone in the NFL, you got to stack on some size. He's been working on it. He put about 20 pounds on in the past two years, but all just the chubbiness. He didn't put it in the strength. He didn't put it yeah. in the mass. And that's something that needs to be addressed. In the, I, I, I think he... I would say my level of bust on him is it's going to take him a lot longer to develop for where you're going to end up drafting him. And that would be my biggest, well, my biggest deal. And that's the, that's the problem to me is you're saying it's going to take a while for him to develop. And that's what I mentioned in my note, in my notes, he's a project left tackle. Yeah. They're going to be taken in the first round here or second round. Even if he falls to the second round, it's fine. Either way, he's going to be a bust in my opinion, because you're talking about him being a project. He's already going to be 25 at the start of the season. So yeah. you're already behind the eight ball here on some things with 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 all the way these line up. And I'm not saying the, the ceiling for him. Everyone's saying the ceiling is super high because of his athleticism. But to me, I don't see it. He's going to be a bust. What about you? Um, what about what me? about you as, as, in, as, in, as in who is your, your who is your bust okay. in this year's draft? Sorry. Oh, no, Vinny. You ready to make some headlines? You know, da, 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 da. sorry, I was doing Johnny the Drake <laughs> song headlines, nice. but it didn't really work. No, no, nailed it. Nailed it. But watching a you lot know, of Degrassi. I felt this way for a lot longer than I realized for who my bust is. And and today I'm glad that I'm able to stick to it. My bust is a high profile player. Everyone's talking about him. He's got the biggest range probably in the draft. Some people think he's a third round pick. Some people think he's a second round pick. Some people think he's a top 10 pick and one of the best signal callers in this draft. And that's going to be Kenny Pickett, our baby hands from Pitt. Listen, I'm not hating. It's not an ACC thing. But Kenny Pickett is a one-hit wonder. 
Kenny Pickett is that dude that drops a hip-hop song that everybody loves, everybody does the TikTok dances to, and then 15 years later, you don't even remember who he was. It may be as quick as two years later. This guy was at Pitt for five years, and it took until year five for him to put up a, a great season. For him, the reason he's getting the conversation he is is because this season got him Heisman-level conversation. To me, that doesn't mean that he's going to be a very solid or very successful quarterback. He's very nervous. He's very jumpy. His feet don't get set. And he may, he's going to make these rookie mistakes where you don't take the sack, you take the interception over and over again because he panics. And that's going to be an issue. We're talking about a guy who in his first three years had 39 total touchdowns and 25 interceptions. It wasn't until his last year, everyone. Check it out. It wasn't until his last year that he was able to put up 42 touchdowns. Great season. I don't want to take too much away from him, but he's the type of guy that, one, again, will be a project, and two, I'm not sure that he ever really gets it. Let me, let me for those people who love uh, PFF and whatnot, this is what uh, PFF has to say about their worry. Where he can improve is his processing speed. He has to speed up his process in the league. He'll work through reads under the assumption that he can always buy himself more time. It Ball out has to be his first thought at the next level instead of break the, pro the pocket. He has shades of Sam Darnold. Ironically Oof. enough, he might be going to Carolina. I'll let y'all figure that one out. Hey, that's a guy. I like, I like that one a lot. I mean, we, we have it, we have it as a joke on here and I, I don't really know, like, the, like I'm not, I guess I'm not as intelligent with the, with the game here to know like what baby hands is and cheap plug here. Look at Kenny, look at his hands here. Actual <laughs> size here. Actual size. Look at those hands. Actual size. So don't, it's a super small man. It's, that's it. That's it. So I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't hate on that. I will go to the comments here real quick. Cause every time we talk about quarterbacks, Bailey's in here talking shit about uh, Malik Willis. So let's do the quarterback comparison. Here. Let's, let's talk. Let's talk about these two quarterbacks who are projected as the first quarterbacks off the board, whether it be Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis. It seems like those two guys are the most talked about guys to go first uh, off the quarterback board. Bailey brings up the fact that, Malik Willis did not play anybody. He did not have good competition. He had to transfer. He had to go from Auburn to Liberty because he could not, could not do it. So what are your thoughts on this Malik? Willis? like, cause people will say, I mean, Bailey in the chat saying Malik Willis will be the bust. So what do you have to say to that? To channel our guy, Aaron Mukes, we have to stop. <laughs> we have to stop with this just because somebody leaves a school doesn't mean they weren't good enough. If they weren't good enough, they wouldn't have been recruited there in the first place. Sometimes these players being asked to wait. You know what waiting can do to your draft stock? Let's look at a guy like Jermaine Johnson, who he couldn't hack it at Georgia. No, look at the defensive players Georgia has going into this draft. They were just super deep. And now Jermaine Johnson is a top 10 pick more than likely. Malik Willis transferred so he could put something on tape. And what did he do his first season? Think they went 10 and three at Liberty? Think they were being talked about as one of the top 15 teams in the nation? Nobody, uh, nobody. He's only shown he's only shown that he's got one of the best deep balls in this draft. He's only shown that he's one of the most lethal dual threat runners since Lamar Jackson at that point in time. I'm not saying he's as good. He's somewhere in between Lamar and Jalen Hurts. But just because he left and went to a different school, it was so he can put stuff on tape. The fact of the matter is his measurables are better. The way he processes the game is better. And the chip on his shoulder is bigger. Kenny Pickett just had one of his best seasons of his life, was talked about for in Heisman, and all he was talking about is, oh, I told everyone I can do it. You know what I hear about Kenny Pickett? When they say, or it could be this guy going here. I'm not hearing people rave about Kenny Pickett. I'm hearing them say, if they don't take Malik Willis, here's Kenny Pickett. So I'm not worried about this, like, at all. I don't think Malik Willis is going to be a bust. Do I think he's going to start right then and there? No. But I definitely yeah, I don't think, think he'll pick can. up the game a lot faster. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm I'm on, I'm on board with that. And like, the thing is, is, if you don't have much after out, like the argument for him not playing competition, is like, we have to be better. Give us more stats. Give us more evidence that he's not that guy other than just saying he doesn't play good competition, but we got to right. move on here. And uh, yep. it's time, AJ. It's time. And now for your sleeper of the week. It's the is debut. The Thank you, baby. It's only right. 
It's only right, right we debut that here on this show, talking the, about sleepers of the week. This is a classic fantastic. AJ here. Uh, one of my best, one of the Ooh. one of the best moments in uh, our friendship history of <laughs> the sleeper of the week. Uh, that is that is actually a draw from our fantasy football coverage that we'll do later on this summer and throughout the regular season. Uh, but it's time to break down the sleepers in this year's draft, and I will kick things off. And it kind of it's just kind of perfectly tying into things here because talk about transferring and, and guys who transfer to put their name out there and do what they have to do to get better. My guy didn't have, my guy did not transfer, but he toughed it out. He stayed all four years at Clemson. And I'm talking about Mario Goodrich, the cornerback out of Clemson. He stayed all four years at Clemson to put on the tape, to learn and get better from the guys ahead of him, like AJ Terrell or uh, Trayvon Mullen, those type of guys. Mario Goodrich is my sleeper pick this year. He's got the, he does, he doesn't have like the speed to like have those special types of interceptions, but get this. He averaged only 2.06 yards of separation per route. So only two, only two yards was at most his separation throughout the season at Clemson. This guy is a special type of player. He broke his ribs and played through it at the senior bowl. He allowed no touchdowns last year in 2021. He was the 2021 corner of the year in the ACC. We're talking about Andrew Booth going in the first round for, for cornerbacks. That was his teammate. Andrew Booth didn't win cornerback of the year for the ACC last year. It was, it was, it was Mario Goodrich. He had the second lowest passer rating allowed in at Clemson since 2014. That's better than guys like AJ Terrell. That's better than guys like AJ Booth or Andrew Booth. Mario Goodrich is a very good cornerback. I was like racking my brain. I'm like, who do I want to be my sleeper? Who do I want to really be my sleeper? I want to dig deep here. He's projected to go in like the fourth, fifth round. This dude is a baller. He's going to come yeah. in and be a starter in the NFL day one and be a very good cornerback for whatever team drafts him. He's a stud. And I wanted to bring this last thing up here. I, I, I went, I went through the trial. I got this, this tweet here. We talked about transferring and, it's funny we talk about it and how Tyron Matthew viewed it a few years ago, saying, I hate the transfer portal. I sat behind Patrick Peterson, Maurice Claiborne. I loved it. It made me work harder. It made me hustle harder. It pushed me to greatness. That's exactly what has happened here with Mario Goodrich. I feel like, oh, I feel like Mario Goodrich is that dude who has been working with greatness, working with other NFL caliber cornerbacks. And NFL wide type type wide receivers, T. Higgins, that those type of players were at Clemson. He was matched up against. So Mario Goodrich is that dude, and he's going to be the sleeper of this year's draft. And he could end up being a he could you could end up seeing him in the uh, defensive rookie of the year race next year. I that's a little far. I'll, that's a little. I'll far. say I'll say two things here. I like him more than I like Andrew Booth, to be honest. Uh, I have not really. I know Andrew Booth has the talents and the and the physical traits that have people in the NFL level seething. Uh, but I like Mario Goodrich's play a little bit more than that. And there was a reason he was a team captain at Clemson. The other thing is I like that message from uh, Tyron Matthew, but he also, one, played at DBU just about. The guys that come out of LSU, you have the reason to stay away. You're not going to learn that type of stuff all the way at Clemson. There's some guys that were good. You mentioned the A.J. Terrells and things of that nature, but not everybody has that. It's not like Malik Willis was sitting behind some of the greatest quarterbacks in college history. And at quarterback, yeah. you only have a finite amount of time to show what you can do. So I get it. And I also say some people may not be built. Tyron Matthew is different. Tyron Matthew yeah. is different. He's yeah. built to wait because he knew when he was going to be able to put on tape, you know? Yeah. Well, it, it, you you brought up a very good point, though. It's if, if you're not transferring, if you're staying there and willing to work behind these guys, it's because of what is in front of you is going to be able to give you that. In the case for Malik Willis, what we talked about earlier, there's no one at Auburn. Like you're not getting the rub basically at, at Auburn. Yeah. You, you're not going to get the rub. So if you, I'd rather go somewhere and get the tape. If I'm not getting the, the rub from, from greatness ahead of me, it, that's right. what, that's what happened with, 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 uh, with, with um, Mario Goodrich here. He's going to be that guy. He saw, he's seen it. He's worked with it. He's the next man up. And he is, I mean, this dude, all the talk is about Andrew Booth. Andrew yeah. Booth might not, might not have, after what I've seen and really scouted on these two guys, I don't even think Andrew Booth was the best cornerback at Clemson. Mario Goodrich was either. I don't think he was either. There's something to say when you're when you're being attacked as a cornerback. It means they don't really fear you. And to me, that's a trait of being a defensive hey, back. 
And that's what I love the most. And this will be the last, I'm sorry, the last thing. You're good. You're He's good. Not, I mentioned it at the beginning of it all. He doesn't have the speed to make those special interceptions, but his athleticism is what helps him disrupt passes. So he's not going to be the guy that's you're going to see just pick the ball off 10 times a season, but he's going to be that guy who's going to be that pass, pass breaker, whatever you want to, <laughs> he's going to be the guy who's going to be able to get that to, to separate the ball from the receiver, keep up with them and make plays like that. Like a Darrell Rivas, who's also one of my Ooh. favorite quarterbacks of all time. So there you Whoa. go. Who's your pick? <laughs> all right. Um, Bailey, I see you there in the chat uh, talking about Isaiah Spiller as your sleeper. Uh, my thoughts are I do like Isaiah Spiller. I think he's got burst. I think he's got the explosiveness that some of the top guys, I won't say lack, but, you know, maybe doesn't show as much as he does. Um, I didn't quite go there, but I was, yeah, I was in the same realm. I went running back, and it's another guy y'all may not have heard. You may remember me last year talking about Mr. Jared Patterson from Buffalo. He's going to come on a little bit strong with the Washington Commanders. You just wait. I got you another running back that I think is going to be fire. And it is Mr. Pierre Strong Jr. from South Dakota State. That's right. I went to the FCS to find my running back because this guy is talented. He might have a case of being one of the best running backs in this class when it's all said and done. He's got burst through the line and breakaway speed. He was tied for the best uh, best 40 time with running backs at the combine running a 437. And he did that at 5'11, 205 pounds. Once he finds his break, he's it's you're almost not gonna stop. It's very hard. As you can also see, he doesn't shy away from contact and he's really good at his pad placement. Once you know contact is imminent, he gets his pads to the right spot and he's putting somebody in the dirt if he can help it. His breakaways are sudden, his breakaways are decisive, and once he puts that foot in the ground, it's going viral. Everyone's seeing it. We're talking about a guy who rushed for 4,527 yards, 40 touchdowns, not a single fumble lost. And, and he's got an arm. Nine for nine and six touchdowns in his career passing the ball. And lastly, a breakaway talent, a home run hitter. Over 10. Count them 10. 50-plus yard touchdowns. This guy is going to be great. He is going to be fantastic. And anybody who wants to pick him up as a running back is going to be very, very happy. So, you know, if uh, we miss out on Kenneth Walker in the second round, we can go get this dude in the fourth and fifth, and I'd be very happy. Hey, there you go. So your last year's pick was Jared Patterson at running back? That was um, he was one of my sleepers. He okay. was one of my sleepers. Because yeah. we did, I we did a sleeper. sleeper. I think he was the sleeper for me. Yeah. We did a yeah, I think he was too. I, but and that's why I was looking back. I was like, okay, who? I, I was trying to remember who mine was. Mine was Kerry Vincent Jr., the the cornerback at LSU, who was traded this year to the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles. He was drafted by the Denver Broncos and then traded for a six round pick. So uh, my sleeper, uh, hopefully, my sleeper hits better uh, this year uh, as opposed to yeah. last year. But Jared Patterson, that's a good sleeper. And this run. year, you could have the same. He had some run. Yeah. Yeah, you could have the same. Uh, real quick, we're going to start rounding out this show here. Real quick thoughts. So Isaiah Spiller, good sleeper for Bailey. You had that question in the chat. I wanted to make sure yeah. we are. Yeah, yeah. Like I like pick? Isaiah Spiller, man. He's he's going to be decent. He, I mean, I, I think about these running backs, these small school guys. Think about Eli Mitchell, who came in in the sixth round last year, UCL Lafayette, yeah. and look what he was able to do. Uh, I think about Kareem Hunt when he came from Toledo. Another guy with zero fumbles lost in his career. Maybe uh, my sleeper will lose his fumble on his first carry, so that way we know he'll be great. Um, you know, it's another – I said this uh, last week. If you know how to play receiver, you know how to play receiver. It's kind of the same with running back, and if people want to talk about the competition, just because you're able to break ankles in the FCS doesn't mean you can't do in the NFL. It may not look as dirty. It may not look yeah. as nasty, but it's still going to work. So yeah. I, I like I like both – I like Isaiah Spiller. I think he comes from good stock and should have a decent career if he can hack it all out. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. That does it for another episode of the Sack City podcast. We'll be oh, he slid his thing. So we will be back on Monday, ladies and gentlemen, and we will be breaking down the division known as the AFC East. East. Uh, yeah, no, but I did. The, I went through the whole show without doing that back thing and it happened. But uh, either way, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I had you back. I broke it down for him. Yeah, we'll be back again live Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern time right here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Belly Up TV at 8 p.m. Eastern time covering the AFC East. We have our fight. That's draft week. Yeah, that's we're, we're going to 
It's, it's going down. That's the only way to put it. It's going down. Aaron's seven-round mock is going to start releasing out on Sunday. AJ is going to have his full first-round mock as he yawns over there. It's, it's We're ready. We're ready for draft week. It's, it's right around the corner. You do not want to miss a single second of our draft coverage, whether it be on our social media, at Sac City Pod, or our Your Team, Your Pick, where we're asking you to record a minute video, send it in, be a part of our draft special. It's It's... It's here, bro. It's here, boys. It's here. It's here. The draft is less than one day. We are going to be all over. You're not going to want to miss a single second. But for your boy, AJ Johnson, a.k.a. Mr. Valedictorian, for myself, who is me, I got nothing else. I got nothing else. We will see you on Monday. Peace out. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And 